you. You guys are so quiet. God, it's amazing. We're just uh, coming from a retreat with uh, Claire and Corinne and Joanne, and a few of us, and it almost feels like we're still on retreat. Like it's so, it feels like you guys have been practicing for a few days. Isn't it quiet in here? There's only me, like, talking. <laughs> I hope I didn't bother you too much. <laughs> hmm. Could you feel this, uh, could you recognize this little, this consciousness, this knowing quality in the mind? And I say, you know, there's the breathing, but there's something that knows the breathing, something that reveals it, something that is aware of it. Could you, could you sense that? This... No. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> anyway, it's it's uh, it's we do want to quiet the mind a little bit to reveal this. That's 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 a little gem that is there all the time. It's uh, it's actually not easy to to feel to recognize this. We could easy, we can easily miss it, and uh, it's fascinating because I think it's the 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 Tibetan Buddhists who say this knowing this awareness this. This quality of mind that is—it's—it's uh, it's hard to see because it's—it's uh, it's, uh, one of the reasons is because it's so ordinary. It's there in every moment. So when I name it, maybe you're looking for something else. You know, the big awareness, something. You know, the big conscious. You know, the big thing. You know, and it's actually there all the time. You know, and uh, so it's good to. It's not. It's not easy, but it's good to actually uh, pay attention, quiet the mind, quiet the mind to reveal, like, uh, to really feel the tingling, feel the expansion, the contraction, feel, feel the texture of the sounds here, like the, the particularities of the sounds. Really tune in, get out of our ideas about things, you know, like I should be like this, I should be there, I should have kind of just didn't done this before I came here. You know, all the ideas we have, busy, busy, in the mind, you know, about anything, I'm sure we could, I mean, there would be a bunch of similarities, but everybody would have their particularities, you know. Uh, some are planning, some are rehashing, some are considering, some are weighing, <laughs> you know. And uh, so we, in the meditation, we try to let go of this and tune in tune in, really listen, really listen to whatever is there. It's going to go through the five senses, you know. Feel the sitting. Feel, oh, all day I use this body as a tool, as a, you know, I, come on, get over there, park that car, you know. <laughs> Forget the snow, park, you know. Walk faster, you know, you're going to get late. You know, we use this thing, we ask a bunch of things. Be like this, you shouldn't be like this, you should be like this, you should be like that, you know? <laughs> and now we come here and we let go of all these ideas, these demands, these expectations, these disappointments about it, these considerations, and we just listen. We don't tell life what it should be, you know? We listen to it, we let it speak through the vent, <laughs> through the tingling, through the aches through the, maybe, the sweetness of the breathing. You know. And uh, it becomes specific, it reveals itself. Oh, the textures become a little outstanding. Oh, the softness, now for me, on the feet touching the blanket. 
I could easily miss that and be lost in my head about stuff, you know. It seems much more real, what I have to do and what I will do. And I'm invited to come back and feel like, oh, soft, soft, oh, ache, ache, oh, ache. (laughs) And there's plenty of these, (laughs) offered freely, (laughs) generously by life. And so we start to feel the world, hear, really feel, and then the other textures that become more clear are the textures of the heart and mind. You know, oh, this mind is busy, I didn't notice, but the whole day, maybe it was busy planning, doing, making, getting the list done, you know, getting there, getting there, you know, or getting, you know, avoiding being, not being here, being in the next place. When I finish work, when I finish the subway, when I finish the sitting, you know, when you finish talking, <laughs> you know, and then, but when we become aware, we see maybe that uh, kind of, uh, how do you call it, M-O, <laughs> modus operandi. You know, like, oh, the, suddenly you feel the texture of this. What is this rushing about? What is this, oh, sinking, or, oh, heart, uh, tender, or ripped open, you know. Or the texture of calm, something we can uh, get to feel in the meditation sometimes, the texture of, uh, I think I would call it intimacy, the texture of like, oh, being really there, connecting with something as, I like this vent. I want, <laughs> how much the vent? I want. <laughs> I like this, is a really, really good uh, object of meditation. So it's very even. <laughs> It's not so much the vent sounds that become outstanding also, but also the quality of the mind that meets it. And uh, so the title today is Dissatisfaction, the great door to the heart. And I said to Joanne, there's going to be just uh, me and you and Joanne. <laughs> you know, that's, last time was like joy, you know, like, it was like we're, we're going to have a full house. But uh, little do I know about human beings. This is a full house. Like, so you came freely to hear about dissatisfaction. <laughs> it's touching. There's something about it, you know. Like when I see this, like, oh, so we all came here to consider dissatisfaction. Maybe because we know that experience. No? We know this experience. And in the meditation, we're invited to get even closer to it. <laughs> You probably didn't get enough of it. Like, come, sit in silence and feel the ache in the body. Like, just don't feel it generally. Feel it specifically. You know, your heart is broken? Come, feel it really well. You know, this is what we do. It's, in, in a way, you would think it's a really strange thing to do. Why would one do that to themselves? Well, because the second part of the title, and maybe that's why you came. It's like, dissatisfaction, ugh. The great door to the heart? Oh my God, I have so much dissatisfaction. If it's a great door, show me how. Tell me how. Well, we find this out as we sit and pay attention. Because there's something, for me anyway, and I think for many of you also, the heart does open when there's like things are not going my way. I sit here a little separated from something I want. Let's say I want like the body of light that they talk about in some of the books I read, you know, like the rainbow body, all these things, you know. Levitation. I've heard about this since I'm a kid, you know, like I'd love to have that lightness of being that can actually float above everything, you know. But I sit here and mostly (laughs) it's not exactly my experience. 
mostly I find uh, just on the physical level I'll find that it's not that centered and that light you know it's there's always a little ache somewhere you know and if it was only the body then I could maybe do with it but it's not only the body it's the mind that won't behave you know the mind that uh, will be dissatisfying the, the disappointing to me like let me sit like like all the other ones like all of you you all look like enlightened and quiet when I open my eyes and I come back here and what's there is a little agitation a little wondering if I shouldn't be doing something else a little you know it slows down for a few minutes it connects and then whoops it's off again somewhere you know some some obsession some theme some unresolved or if everything is good these days I'll create something I, I have no shame you know I can create the difficult future if there's the present is fine I'll, I can even I have no shame at all I can even create a bad past you know even if it, if, even if it went well I, I'm, I'm okay just give me a few minutes I can create the version where it could have gone wrong you know and so um, and so what we as we sit here what we discover is is that you know we're often it's not a complete description of our experience this There's gratification, there's enjoying, there's connection, there's beauty and all this. But often, don't you agree? Or would you... Uh, what, how is a not passive-aggressive way to ask this? A very open way to ask it. Have you had... Anyway, make up this, the, the question as... as, as uh, make it an open question. Have you had this experience that we're also? Have you also had this experience of being often separated from what you want? Either really separated from what you want, the loss of someone, the disappearance of someone, um, the loss of a situation that felt good, you know, and secure, and you know, the health, the loss of health, the loss, or like a big loss of these kinds, or the small loss the loss of uh, I would want to be a little bit more quiet here now you know and it's not that quiet in there or I, wa I would want it to be more quiet in here not in here start with in here and somebody comes and they open and there's a bell you know and so I'm a little separated from what I want I would want a completely quiet place and apparently reality is not going to provide you know we know that we know that pretty well and in the practice we're actually invited as I was saying to even come closer to it wow this mind is not behaving it's creating worries you know obsession on whatever level it is and I, I know you have your experience of this very particular experience personal experience of this but something universal in this that is deeply touching and That's like uh, one of the teachings of the Buddha that, that is uh, really well known, you know, one of the classics or essentials there. The first noble truth, when he says, we're often separated from what we want. We often have to deal with what we don't want. I don't know why, for me, there's something good about hearing this. Because yeah. <laughs> I used to think it was my fault or somebody else's fault or the life had gone wrong, you know. Like everything was flowing until this happened. This is kind of apart from life. And in this practice, we notice that actually not. 
it's very much in the fabric of life and the nature of life to not follow our wants and what we would rightly wish for or want to be with you know? and I don't know if you're, you're if the great door to the heart is opening for you as I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but for me what happens is when I contact this with not reactivity and fear and resentment and self-hatred and blaming of others but when I meet it in kind of a raw way we could say like just like oh this is how it is the mind is not quiet right now you know when I meet this in a very simple, direct, no preconceived idea, no positioning around it, but just this is how it is. Somehow, to me, and that's why we gave this title, is because this is this compassion that com- can come in. Wow, amazing. Human beings, living beings, are often separated from what they want. They would want security. And we live in an uncertain world. How amazing is that? This, to me, this, there's something about it. This, wow, I would never have signed up for this. <laughs> like, hey, would, would, you, uh, would you be into this? Like, I give you a life. You actually don't know exactly what's going to happen. You will not control the outside. And the inside, not very much either. <laughs> How exciting. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) I want to sign up for this, but sign up or not, you know, here we are in the middle of it. That's how I feel. Often I find myself in the middle of this life. I'm not sure I actually signed up for this. I find myself in the middle of this thing, you know, and I'm like a little confused, of course. What are the rules? How do you play this game? You know, like it's very confusing. It keeps going in different directions, you know. Uh, and to, to become aware of this, you know, to uh, l- kind of lose all the ideas we have about this and meet it in this raw way. I don't know if the words are right here. It's like, oh, okay. It's uncertain. And things will go. Whoa. And somehow, it's actually possible to be with this although at times extremely challenging, I mean, could drive one crazy. You know, you can feel like, no, don't take this away from me, like everything else I can, but do not take this, not this, this too. Whoa. And even if it's not gone, we have the kind of intuition that we might maybe want to keep hidden, that it actually could go at any moment. Whatever it is, the job, the relationship, the health, the health of this one or that little one, that, you know, it's uncertain. So in the practice, we really want to tune in because also the tuning in, the paying attention to sounds, sitting, things extremely simple, hands touching, in this, there's a, uh, what happened is a calming of the mind, a calming of the agitation, the plugging in, the grounding, the centering that happened. And in this way, we can stabilize the heart, make it more balanced, and then meet reality. 
Something else went wrong. It's a very, very um, realistic practice. It's not pessimistic. Maybe I, I give it this bend. Maybe you're sitting there like, oh my God. <laughs> Let me go back to my birth religion. <laughs> Philosophy, you know. <laughs> um, so the teaching seems to name name it, like what we want to avoid, naming the uncertainty, the contingency, the conditionality, things Think things depend on other things, on many things. That makes them very shaky in a way. It makes them improbable. It makes them, you know, uncertain. How will the condition stay or not? You know? This wish we have to control, to kind of speed up, try to gather the condition, keep the conditions, and we know that like, it's like sand in the hands. You know, we can't control all the conditions. And so in this stabilizing of the heart, of the mind, by paying attention to the breath, calming the mental fabrications, the ideas, you know, plugging in. So we both calm the mind, calm the body, calm the heart, and then we can meet reality more clearly, more directly, intuitively, really meet it outside of our ideas about it, that it shouldn't be like this, I should be otherwise oh, this is how I am. I'm that imperfect. You know, this is what I said. It was not so clever. You know, this really happened. Whew. Et voila. You know? Can I be with this? And that's always like kind of the underlying question. Can we be with Can that be okay? Can that be like this? Yeah. Yes, okay. It can be like this. Which doesn't mean we don't get engaged and work at things, but there's some, it might come from more quietness, from a peace. I know, I have not much control, and I'm still going to attempt, or still s- going to say my words, still participate, still be engaged. You know? And so, dissatisfaction as a great doorway to the heart is the particular it's a quality connection with dissatisfaction we're talking about it's not this like then go as I want to you know like uh, really like oh busy busy like can you believe this you know I know about dissatisfaction this person did that can you believe it's it's something else it's a stopping and feeling it like oh wow that didn't go as planned and feeling it deeply that can open the door Somehow, there's a, there's a kind of joy you can see in people who have done, you know, wise people. Sometimes it's very natural to them, like they were kind of born with it, or, or they, it, became, it came organically to them, not through any wisdom traditions or something. Sometimes it does, through a certain philosophy or religion or practice, you know. That, uh, but you can see that 
people, some people have the ability that they develop or is natural to them to actually be really real about this and have some access to joy. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, they don't, they're uh, mutually exclusive, you know. It's either you're no dissatisfaction and you're down and drab and, you know, uh, cyn- cynical and things like this. It can be that you actually really know about suffering, uncertainty, and that there can be a balance of mind, uh, joy. We see some people like this. They're r- remarkable beings. And this practice here, it's known to be a progressive path towards this, towards the sure heart's release, is one of the expressions that is used, apparently, by the Buddha, sure heart's release. Basically, what is released is all the misconceptions we had about life, all the expectations that we have about it, and becoming more real about it, how it, how it is. Really, this fact of impermanence, ef- the ephemerality of things, you know, like um, somehow sometimes I like to name this. It's like we're we're all here now. All of us will die. All of us are only there for a little while. This is amazing to me, incomprehensible. Why would you do this to somebody, to everybody? You know? How strange is that? That is the only thing we're sure of. We don't know when, but we're sure of this. Somehow, for me, when I talk about this joy, like so one of the aspects that is highlighted suddenly, this is very precious. This is very precious, this meeting, this us being here now, could have easily not happened give it a couple of more centimeters of snow and (laughs) half of us wouldn't be here, you know? You know? Or, you know, different circumstances with the fire and we wouldn't be here. You know? This meeting is a unique thing and very ephemeral. Just for a few moments there's this gathering of these beings and then, oops, It'll disappear. It will not exist anymore. And so are we, individually. You know, this experience of feeling the world, this sensitivity, this these patterns of ways to understand and communicate, and all, all this will no more. Hmm. It's quite something, no? To me it is, anyway. So mysterious. And then, somehow, for me, it makes it very precious. It's like, wow. Unique versions of life, you know? Just there for a moment. Amazing. How did that come to be? What's the story of this one, you know? What will happen? We don't know. So this is at another level than the list making. Yeah? We agree, it's not like I know you have to get toilet paper or something, you know, today or tomorrow. You know, and park the car at the right place, or you know, get 
home on time for that show on TV. Like I know, this is all also part of reality. But there's this other part that is much more tender and mysterious and that we actually can connect with. And maybe it might somehow, strangely enough, turn this into something precious to be celebrated, to care for, that is... I think when we plugged into that level, it seems like we actually don't want to hurt. It kind of comes naturally, almost. You don't want to hurt beings. It's so such a strange... The thing is so fragile, it comes with so much, you know, confusion or uncertainty again. You actually want to be careful with beings. Don't, don't want to add trouble, it's already challenging enough, you know. Also, we might discover we don't want to add, trou- add trouble for ourselves by, you know, uh, self-loathing and all these words, pretty powerful words you have in English for this, you know. So. Self-hatred, self-loathing, self-deprecation, self... All this, you know? It be- suddenly it becomes like, oh, not such a... Not so appropriate, you know? Let's, let's be... Let's let this one go, you know? It's not useful. It's not useful for anyone. It's, it's not the place for that. When you find yourself in a situation like this, you actually want to be careful. You want to be kind. You don't want to be cynical. You don't want to be harsh. Doesn't make sense. It's, it's not the right place for that. Not for self, not for others. There's no, there's no place for that. So it's good if we gain clarity about that. You know, oh, I can't talk like this to myself or to others. It's not possible. It's just not appropriate anymore. I, before I didn't know. You know, I was busy with my list of, you know very important to get my paper toilet (laughs) get out of my way you know but then it's like no no I have a different reading of what's happening do you do you kind of agree with this do you see this And the other thing I was talking about at the very beginning is, uh, you know, when I was saying this, at, uh, towards the end of the meditation, if you were still following me and you could have been in your own exploration, that's quite fine. But uh, I was saying there's this little knowing quality, this, n- this what feels the breath, what feels the tingling or reveals it, you know, the needs some intelligence, otherwise how would you know this tingling? It's because there's consciousness. There's a being conscious of, you know. This consciousness, to me these days, it's extremely interesting to watch or feel or become aware of because what I find that actually makes me smile is that it just keeps knowing. It can know something fun. It can know something not fun. It can, uh, it knows sounds that sense, it knows taste if it doesn't know taste it might know smell, it doesn't mind you give it something that touches, it knows touch, you give it a thought it's like, oh it's not even physical, material it's, it's in the thought world, it's images memories, oh I'll know that too it doesn't mind you give it opinions shouldn't be like this like, fine, it'll know that 
grumpy mind, it'll know that. Quiet, beautiful, open, caring mind, it'll know that. Sometimes the image that is used is of a mirror. It says this consciousness or this awareness. I'll use the word synonymously, I'm not very precise. Uh, this knowing quality, they compare it to, it's compared in the literature to a mirror. It says it, it just reveals, it just reflects, it just highlights or shows, you know. And so, you know, it can, it, if the thing you look at is um, beautiful, it will just reflect it as it is. You know, if the thing you look at or that has to be known or that is encountered is uh, confusing, it'll just reflect it exactly like that. So this quality that is there, that I was saying, is very ordinary. It's always there, unnoticed. Maybe because it's so ordinary. And it's also because it's transparent. It doesn't have opinions. Your thinking mind, your preferences, they talk strongly. I don't like that. This is not how I expect it to go, you know. It has a lot of, uh, you know, opinions and it's strong and stuff. And this thing is in the back. It's silent. It just knows. It keeps knowing. And so it's good to actually quiet the mind and refine the attention. Get a, a, an attention that is not and this, and I forgot that, and I have to do this, past, future, me, and what about me, and what about that, you know? If it quiets down and it learns to stay a little bit, to stay a little bit, then it might actually say, oh, there's a whole other thing going on. There's the opinions, the obsessions, the, all the sounds, the, all this, but there's something in the back or in the middle of, I don't know how to describe it. The words are not made to describe this. There's something in there that just keeps meeting. It just doesn't position itself. It's it's just it's like water. If you it just touches everything it meets, you know. It doesn't go like, oh no, not that. It goes like, <laughs> okay, that's that. Oh, there's a space here. It, it just it just takes things, whatever is there. The mind becomes grumpy. Fine, it'll be grumpy. You know, it'll no grumpiness. It'll do you, can you recognize something like in there or, or see that there might be something like this and that could be cool <laughs> actually <laughs> to, to make it shine a bit or like reveal it because it, it's our attention we, we do what we want with it mostly we do what we've learned to do and what we're habituated to do it means I sit here I'll go straight to where I usually go it's neuro, neuronal pathways you know the new religion tells us, you know, okay, I believe in neuronal pathways. <laughs> I've seen the pattern before, but now it has a name, you know. I can have faith in that. And so, uh, and so, uh, the, the attention will go somewhere. There's attention all the time. It'll go somewhere, but we can maybe say like, hey, Let's bring the attention to things that are unusual to bring attention to, like the hands. And the mind will say, I don't care about the hands. Do you see well, everything we have to do today? And things we have to think of and figure out, the past, the future. We're busy here. No, let's pay attention to the hands, to the feet. You know, we can direct the attention. That's something we can train ourselves to do, cultivate. 
And so one of the things, we, so we go through the body again, but at some point we might actually say, what's this thing, this weird guy was talking about? You know, about this knowing quality. And at some point, whoa, oh, oh, I just felt it. Okay, I know, I know exactly. It's not the tingling in the hands. It's what knows it. It's, it doesn't have a form. It doesn't have a shape. It doesn't have a color. That's why it's not easy to see, because it's transparent. It takes the form of what it knows. It takes the form of the belly rising and falling. It takes the form of the horrible future that I'm creating. It takes this form, you know. But still, it's a knowing quality. It has a quality. It's a, it has a function. It reveals things. And I like to become aware of it because it's a whole other... There might be drama. And I, it cracks me up to know that this thing keeps going. It doesn't mind. Drama, no drama. We made it. We failed. You know, it just, it just keeps being there. It almost seems like it has perspective, but it's enmeshed in the things that's strange do you think there would be value into uh, seeing if it even exists if you uh, yeah Yeah. so I think in the reality that is um, you know where we are pushed right and left inwardly and outwardly to start to rely, to put more value, not into things going absolutely my way, although I can, you know, bend things, help things go in a certain way, you know. Uh, instead of putting value in, in, in value and fear, into get value into getting and fear of not getting, you know. Instead of going about life like this, maybe investing in the quality of the meeting quality of the encounter with life. Oh, this is how it is now. This heart is troubled. Not like, I'm tired, I don't want trouble, I want it clear, you know. Well, it's not right now. It's unclear. Can we be with that? You know? Can we know the knowing quality? Can we know that? That's why in the practice here, we, every time we meditate, like, can you notice the sounds? Can they be allowed to be there? Can they be freed? Boom, 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 boom. Can you notice the state of your mind or heart? Can it be allowed to be like this? A little shaky or a little quiet or a little opinionated? Can it be like this? Not in the trance, not enmeshed like lust in it, uh, led by it. Not this, just feel like, wow wave of frustration or impatience. Wow, confusion. Wow, gratitude. Wow, gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any comments or questions or things, other words you would use or something? Yes. Someone gave me the word presence. Presence. And is that something like what you're saying? You know, yeah. How, what does it mean? Like, how does it? How do you feel it? What? 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 Well, it, it feels like something I I want. You want? <laughs> because he has it, and I I can see ah. how beautiful it is. 
so tell, I'm curious. Could, would you describe how you see that he has it? What? 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 Uh, how does it manifest? Well, he's there uh, for, for whatever happens. I guess he's there. Sort of you like feel a presence about knowing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can you can feel that he's there. Yeah, and does it does that make you feel safe to know that this person, when you're with them, they're there? Well, it makes me love him. Ah. <laughs> so attract love by being present. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Admire him. Admire. I, yeah, that's beautiful. I'm saying this. I'm asking about the safety because when I'm with people who are particularly present and attentive, really there. I mean, it touched me even to say it, I, is I feel safe. Like, that's what I'm noticing these days. Like, wow, mm-hmm. I feel seen, I feel, I feel safe. I feel like they're, they're not going to be blind and unconscious. You know, they're, they're conscious. They know what's happening. So the chances of them being appropriate, being careful, seems higher. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, yeah, that's a really good word. I didn't use it. I could have. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Isn't it strange, though, that we can be aware of the knowing? You know? Because then we're knowing the knowing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't stop, right? I mean, yeah. I think it sounds weird like conceptually, you know, to think about it, like, oh, you're aware of awareness, you know. But then, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. like when I talk about it, it's weird words, but when I, you're actually in it, it becomes pretty simple, you know. It can be very, <coughs> I mean, I don't know if it is for you, but there's a, you know, when you say pay attention to, you know, in the meditation we say pay attention to the breath, or pay attention to the hands, or pay attention to sound, you know. Can you notice the quality of your attention? People usually, they can say, like, oh, I'm actually scattered, or, oh, the mind stays. You know, it's really, when it tunes in sounds, it just stays there. Or it can, or it didn't. It stayed there for a little while with the breath, and then it went somewhere else. So there, people are able to be aware of their attention, you know. Mm-hmm. They, can fi- they can say, oh, I'm not very attentive right now. Often lost in it, you know, but at some point, are you listening to me? Says... You know, are you listening to me, Mom? Are you listening to me, Pascal? I'm telling you about my day. <laughs> like, oh, I wasn't there. You know, like I can be aware that I'm not aware, and aware that I am now. You know? Do you? That's in a very simple way. You know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, so I guess the moment that you become aware of the fact that you're aware, you're no longer actually aware, because you're now. When you become aware of the fact that you were not aware. Right. You're aware. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know when meditation I'm like I'm be lost in my thoughts, suddenly like oh, I had the plan to be here, you know, I remember. Or I hear the teacher says, Where is your mind right now? And I'm like, Oh god, I was gone. You know, or stop, you're bothering me, I'm fixing things in my mind. But the moment where I remember, I notice, I become aware that I was not there, that moment I know that I'm aware now. Like, I can feel the awareness. Anyway, that's certainly an area of exploration. Can I, you know, can I, can we be aware of being aware? Can we be, I mean, it's just one of the functions of the mind, you know, the mind knows, you know. So 
we can know the mind is particularly attentive or not right now. Or, again, explore it, see what it means for me. It's very simple. It's, you cannot. I don't think you could be aware of being aware of being aware of being aware. Like it's, <laughs> it's just you're aware that you're, there's awareness. There's a quality of listening. Let's say, let's change the word. You know, mm-hmm. are you listening? Are you aware of listening? Yeah, I'm aware that I'm listening right now. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to come back on the presence, just because it was so beautiful, you said I want it. So the I want it is what we do here. Is the is the way to get there. The way to get there is actually to pay attention, to be present. What is the 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 in the teaching it says what is the proximate principle or most important first cause for presence? That's an interesting one for you. What is the f- I want presence? Okay, so let me tell you what is the f- main cause for presence. The main cause for presence is presence. (laughs) So a moment of being aware, of being present, is not just an isolated thing, separated, you know. It's uh, training. It has an impact. So every time you pay attention, every every time you're really present to what is happening, for me it's synonymous. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm present to what's happening, I'm doing... uh, neuroplasticity <laughs> I'm reconstructing my brain in the way of paying attention I'm making a groove an impression in the mind you know it's like oh yeah and it becomes easier and easier to actually pay attention and then we get lost you know? so thank you um, I'm aware of something in me that can be very aware but it's actually a quality of vigilance and mm. kind of <laughs> it comes it's mixed a little bit so fear and it's an interesting I don't know yeah. if you've had that experience yeah. you can talk about it um, the awareness that just kind of is presence yeah. and that other awareness yeah. that seems to be aware but, but has a different quality yes thanks for naming it yeah yeah very important mm-hmm. so kind of vigilance or hyper vigilance mm-hmm. you know and would you say that it's uh, might be a little bit mixed with fear or a kind oh, of a like watching I'm out vigilant in a coming. hostile world <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 many of us yeah. uh, I think I uh, think for a long time I was relate. confused I didn't know yeah. the difference yeah. I wasn't aware that I yeah. was doing that because it seems so much like awareness, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know everything that's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, so, so then there's different kinds of awareness. There's another yeah. one that is called self-consciousness, you know, like self-conscious. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm really aware that I exist, that I'm stupid, and I'm not yeah. this way. You know? Am I aware? Yeah, you are aware. It's not an easy version, but, you know. Mm. Yeah, so it's good that you can actually sense that there might be a difference and feel it. You said as it you said it has a different quality to it. Mm-hmm. So it, so you can become aware of this. Okay, so this is hypervigilance, that's one thing that often is a re- a response, a learned response to threat, you know, and it can come from many different things that happen and it can be built up. Also, you know, the the awareness that we're trying to develop is uh, and you might have heard it the way I talk about it, and you might have studied it yourself and practiced it. Is 
is tainted with friendliness, mm-hmm. with care, with compassion. It has a lot of the qualities of the heart. They're just, they're actually the way to the qualities of the heart, but they're also the path uh, is with these qualities present already. So it has a little, it's a different approach, you know, and so there's a relearning of being aware that might need to happen, and then you would one would have to find what are the conditions supportive to that kind of awareness. You know, how can we find our way into it? And so, for many people, it's actually going to be different. And so, so for some people, it'll be, uh, uh, you know, by um, feeling an area of the body uh, where there's no threat, where it feels safe to go. You know. And so bring attention. That's why I often names, name the hands. It might not be for everyone, but for me somehow, there's something like feeling the hands touching is actually kind of a doorway to a kind of attention that is kind, that is soft, because there's the rest of the hands. Often my hands are warm, mine. And so there's a warmth there. And so it seems to be talking about the inner attitude. You know? And so that's an entry point for others. It might be the breath, and for others, not at all. Not the breath. The breath will uh, ignite the hypervigilance, you know. And so one has to learn what are the entry points. So for some, it will be the breath, like put your attention in the belly, and they go like, oh, yes, soft, you know. Ah, and they can bring ease and quiet the mind and stabilize the mind. And so uh, for others, it's uh, contact with nature. They say, oh, you know, I go in the forest, or I go in the, in the park, or I go by the river, or I just watch uh, the snow out of the window, and there's an attention that is not hypervigilant. Mm-hmm. And then one can l- relearn this, learn this. You know? um, a way to train this is the metta practice, the loving-kindness practice, mm-hmm. where one would just, let's say, sit in a rocking chair on the sofa and just think of something cherished or loved, a person, you know that practice, no? And you just, so you bring something to mind that is dear to you and feels safe, it doesn't ignite hypervigilance, you know, you think of a little, yeah, a cat, and you, or you, you, you're with the cat, and you think of the cat, and you think, may you be safe, my love, may you be happy, may you be safe, and then maybe it, uh, it tenderizes the heart, it makes it friendly, more pliable, and then from that there's a kind of, we can learn this and start to be attentive in this way, you know, and let go a little bit of the hypervigilance that is uh, stressful eh, for the body and the mind, you know, it comes maybe with some activation of hormones and things, Mm -hmm. and that can be draining for the body and the mind. And so when you feel the hypervigilance, if you do, Try to see if you, there's ways that you can calm the system down. Ways that I know of is to actually look around and maybe see. If it's, let's say you're in a place like this and there's a li- little hypervigilance, you can look around and say to yourself, I think it's safe here, I think it's safe. Another way that is known is to actually mm. hold one's heart, the whole chest, like, I'm here, I'm here. It can help. Relax. The heart is like this, and because you can relax, I'm holding you. You know, you can relax. The heart can relax. You know. Keeping the eyes open if you meditate. You know, if it helps you to actually locate yourself. You know, things like this. 
but um, just being interested in developing that kind of awareness will it will reveal itself how what are the entry points you know Good, Thank great. Thanks for naming this. Okay, mm. we don't even need to talk. Thanks for your uh, thanks for listening. I know it's like it's one white guy having a lot of things to say about something, <laughs> you know. But hopefully, there's something in there for us. And so maybe we'll sit for like. Uh, I don't Five, ten minutes. And so, kind of make this intention to uh, see if you can, uh, you know, cultivate, invite, tend towards uh, some kind of uh, presence that is. Maybe loving or friendly that bring ease to the mind and calms the mind and body. And one way you could do this would be to uh, to think. Let's see if I can be really, really be there as I breathe in. It's a very short moment, but you see if there can be some kind of presence to the belly rising or the chest filling up. Very simple. And on the out-breath, you could think of taking a break, a pause, but nothing asked of you. Just relaxing with the out-breath. And when sounds are heard, are heard, just let them be known, they're allowed to be coming.
particular interest in being there, just for a moment, for a second even, as the air comes in, and finding rest as the air comes out, or as the belly falls. If you want, just let go of any project, any technique. Just see if it can be okay to be here like this. mind is vast like the sky, it can hold anything, anything can come in it, butterflies, rain clouds, armies, 
nothing. May the quality of our presence uh, enhance every encounter that we have, bring a feeling of safety in which we can, uh, from which we can also benefit. And may all beings find ease. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.